Section 18H Post Traumatic Stress Disorder, PTSD. Post Traumatic Stress Disorder Components. Understanding the difference between operational stress and post traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, is important. Most individuals who experience a traumatic event in an operational environment will have some reaction and some signs of stress like problems with sleep or troublesome memories. However, the majority of individuals exposed to a traumatic event will not develop PTSD. PTSD is a complex mental health diagnosis made by trained professionals for individuals meeting specific diagnostic criteria. Prolonged or repeated exposures to stressful or traumatic events increase the chance of stress reactions, and if overlooked or untreated, can lead to mental health symptoms to include recurrent and unwanted thoughts, images, and dreams, exaggerated startle response, and avoidance of situations or activities that remind the individual of aspects of the traumatic event. PTSD also causes persistent mood symptoms, including feelings of depression, foreshortened sense of the future, and an inability to express the full range of emotions. This latter symptom is often noticed by friends and family members who are more likely to notice a mood or behavioral change in the individual with PTSD. Since the dawn of time, people have experienced traumatic events and many have the skills and resources to deal with them. For this reason, most stress reactions resolve on their own or with minimal assistance, especially when identified early. Therefore, the benefit to the individual, unit, and mission is to recognize and respond to stressors and stress related symptoms proactively when they are present in the unit or individual. However, do not assume that simply because someone has been exposed to trauma, they will inevitably develop PTSD. If symptoms from a traumatic event emerge, they usually emerge within the first 30 days of the trauma, and for someone to develop delayed-onset PTSD in the absence of any initial symptoms is unusual. Some of the symptoms of PTSD you might notice in yourself or your wingman are listed below. Depending on many factors, like the severity and number of exposures, for a small subset of individuals, stress reactions do not resolve on their own and symptoms of PTSD may develop. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual 5 defines PTSD by eight criteria. One, stressor. There must be a traumatic incident the person was exposed to. Two, intrusive symptoms. The person persistently re-experiences the event. Three, avoidance. The person attempts to avoid reminders of the event. Four, negative alterations in cognitions, thoughts, and mood. Five, alterations in arousal and reactivity, like irritability, easy startle, and sleep difficulties. Six, duration, persistence of symptoms greater than one month. Seven, functional significance, impact to functional areas, example, social, occupational. And eight, Exclusion, disturbance not due to medication, substance use, or other illness. 
As with most mental health diagnoses, other conditions must first be ruled out before a diagnosis of PTSD can be made. This includes the effects of medication, alcohol, or a coexisting medical condition that shares some of the symptoms of PTSD. PTSD incidents. New rates of diagnosed PTSD continue to remain relatively low, under 1%, among total force airmen, but differ by gender and career group. Women are twice as likely to be diagnosed with PTSD as men, and specific career fields show elevated rates of PTSD, including special investigators, medical and support personnel. Deployment is a risk factor for PTSD because deployment increases the likelihood of exposure to trauma. However, an important note is that most people who develop PTSD experience a non-combat trauma, such as interpersonal violence, which can occur in a number of different environments. Prevention The prevention of PTSD occurs by fostering resilient coping responses to stress. The more psychologically capable the individual is to withstand a stressful situation, the less likely that individual is to develop PTSD. An internal locus of control, the belief that and commitment to life values, and a supportive peer network are all factors that bolter the stress response and enable airmen to go through trauma without negative consequences. Further, the ability to recognize stress reactions and intervene when they are present is important in the prevention of PTSD and other mental health issues. This is based on the theory that preparation for trauma helps to insulate the individual and gain a sense of control or mastery over the environment. Deploying airmen receive just-in-time training on stress reactions, psychological first aid, and referral resources through online pre-deployment mental health training in advanced distributed learning service. Additionally, post-deployment training, currently provided by installation mental health staff, focuses on the reintegration back into home life and work after a deployment and how to recognize stress reactions and symptoms that can remain or emerge following a deployment where there have been potentially traumatic experiences. Critical to the prevention of PTSD is for leaders to clearly communicate mission details and expectations to the extent possible so that deploying airmen can anticipate their deployment experiences and practice adaptive coping responses prior to exposure to trauma. Preparation also helps airmen evaluate the possible difficulties they may experience during deployment and develop a plan for managing those difficulties before they occur. Risk and protective factors. There are many factors that can make an individual more vulnerable to negative effects of traumatic experiences and to eventually develop PTSD. Some of these include ongoing life stresses, lack of social support, history of a psychiatric disorder or family history of one, and past stresses like prior combat exposure, and even childhood history of abuse. Each individual has different personal strengths and resilience skills 
that help him or her deal with traumatic experiences. Therefore, each unit is a sum of these strengths, and each deployed unit should capitalize on these strengths. Understanding your personal strengths and vulnerabilities and those of the others in your unit allows you to intervene early after a traumatic event and seek out the support needed for resolving stress reactions. Remember, risk factors or even exposure to horrific events do not equal a diagnosis of PTSD. Effective unit leadership is a critical factor in preventing PTSD. A cohesive unit with solid leadership, clear operational goals, and frequent communication can reduce risk. Leadership, which stresses an airman who practices good self-care, getting regular and adequate sleep, eating a balanced diet, and having adequate time for rest and relaxation, along with the use of positive stress management skills, can help reduce operational stress and decrease the risk of PTSD. Informed leaders can actively impact their units to reduce the risk of PTSD and other related problems to their airmen by ensuring they are engaged and working as a team. Operational Stress Reactions Operational stress reactions can be experienced by both individuals exposed to a traumatic event or those individuals' units with a high operational tempo where the requirements of battle have kept them from having adequate downtime. Stress reactions may be evident in different forms and may range from mild to severe. Below are some of the reactions to be aware of to ensure early intervention. Physical signs like rapid breathing or shortness of breath, feeling dizzy, headaches, feeling nauseated, profuse sweating or sweaty palms, and rapid heart rate. Mental signs like sleep disturbance, poor attention and concentration, poor problem solving, confusion, hypervigilance, and nightmares. Emotional signs like irritability and blaming others, fear or anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, feeling guilt, denial, agitation, and feelings of sadness, depressed mood. Behavioral signs like withdrawal, change in communication, increased alcohol consumption, change in appetite, emotional outburst, jumpiness or being easily startled, and suspiciousness. Psychological First Aid Psychological first aid is designed to reduce the initial distress caused by a traumatic event and can be used for ongoing operational stress where individuals may exhibit stress reactions. Psychological first aid supports individuals with stress reactions by teaching adaptive coping and recovery skills that can easily be implemented. For individuals whose stress reactions aren't resolving in a short period of time, additional support from mental health or the Combat and Operational Stress Control Unit should be encouraged. Tenets of psychological first aid include the following. Safety. Provide a physically and emotionally safe place, as the operational environment allows, for individuals to recuperate emotionally following a traumatic event. This may be as simple as designating a tent shelter away from the incident, with food, water, and a place to relax. Needs. Learn what the airman's needs and concerns are, 
by listening to them with compassion and responding with a calm voice. Are they worried about someone? Do they want to make a phone call? Availability. Make yourself available. For example, offer to go to the gym, dining facility, play games, morale tent, or just be there to talk, listen. Support. Encourage airmen to stay connected with peers and social support. This may be in the deployed setting or at home. Coping. Provide basic coping skills that empower others to make decisions for oneself and restoration back to normal state. Lead by example using self care mentioned earlier. Services. Finally, link individual with supportive services if needed. These include chaplains, first sergeants, or mental health. Pre exposure preparation. The goal of pre exposure preparation is to enhance resilience through anticipating and understanding normal responses to unusual stressors, which might include exposure to battle or a mass accident scene with human casualties. Individuals are better prepared, are calmer, and feel more in control when they have some advanced knowledge of what to expect on scene and what stress reactions are normal and to be expected. Pre exposure preparation focuses on preparing airmen for a particular mission or incident by providing relevant and sometimes graphic details applicable to the probable upcoming mission or situation. In preparing airmen for a mission, pre exposure preparation training will educate the airman on three key steps to support successful performance under stress by 1. Being aware of the individual's functioning and changes in functioning, such as changes in their behavior, sleep, or mood. 2. Identifying and practicing positive stress management behaviors, such as getting proper sleep, nutrition, and exercise. And 3. Avoiding unhelpful coping behaviors, such as excessive alcohol usage, poor sleep or eating practices, etc. Pre-exposure preparation should be tailored to the unit and specific mission in order to be relevant and effective. Units that have a moderate or higher chance of exposure to traumatic events as part of their duties can enhance their psychological resilience and risk of operational stress with the following preparation principles. Engage in realistic training. Get airmen ready for the task they will perform in the operational environment. Train using simulated or actual exposure to realistic events, such as body handling, survival training, and mock captivity training, as appropriate for the unit's mission. Strengthen perceived ability to cope. Feeling competent to do one's job in an operational environment is critical. Discuss reasons for realistic training. Enhance the individual's sense of competency by training to the point until the airman feels competent and has gained a sense of mastery. If possible, include the teaching of coping skills during operational training in order to increase the likelihood that the airman will use those skills when needed. Treatment. Today, there are treatments available for PTSD that have been demonstrated through rigorous scientific research to be highly effective. 
These are referred to as evidence-based treatments. The Air Force has supported training in two evidence-based treatments by requiring training in one or more evidence-based treatments during mental health residency programs in psychiatry, psychology, and social work. Direct Ascension providers receive training in evidence-based treatments during their first assignment through a collaborative arrangement with the Center for Deployment Psychology. The two evidence-based treatments that are taught to all mental health providers in the United States Air Force are A. Cognitive Processing Therapy and B. Prolonged Exposure. These are among the evidence-based treatments that have been recommended as first-line treatment of PTSD by the Veterans Affairs Department of Defense Clinical Practice Guidelines based on a detailed review of the scientific literature. Typical treatment protocols include 10 to 12 weekly sessions with a trained provider in a supportive therapeutic environment. Most research indicates that evidence-based treatments reduce PTSD symptoms by approximately 50% and that this improvement is sustained over several months to years. In many cases, airmen diagnosed with PTSD and treated with evidence-based treatments will lose the PTSD diagnosis and will notice their symptoms either disappear entirely or are sub-threshold and do not interfere with quality of life. If properly treated, the majority of airmen diagnosed with PTSD never require a medical board.